When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm going to shock you, but I think Colorado is going to have the most improved offense in 2023. And I'm very excited to talk about what Tony Alford has accomplished in our Diamond in the Rough segment. All right, let's go. The number one college football show. What's up, kinfolk? It's RJ Young. I am not on a step mill. Thank you for watching on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, or listening wherever you get your podcast. Today on the show, let's talk about our top five. Most improved offense is going into 2023 and talk a little bit about why Tony Alford deserves his flowers as the running back coach at Ohio State. So let's get straight into this list. You know what this is. We love list here on the number one college football show. We're going five to one here. So at number five, I got Clemson on the board. Clemson, I think, is going to improve by at least a touchdown simply because they hired the Broyles Award winner from 2022 and Garrett Riley to run their offense. This is a great time to remind you that I have a Broyles Award vote in 2023, and I will be watching Garrett Riley and others very closely as we get into the season. Now, I think it bears mentioning that Garrett Riley did more with less at Texas Christian than Clemson did last year. The evidence is in playing in the college football playoff, sure, right? The evidence is having Max Duggan make the Heisman finalist list. Sure. But I like to look at statistics, right? I think, yeah, they give us an opportunity to say, this is one reason why this works. It's by no means a way of saying it will work because of this. But I think it's important to mention that you haven't seen a 3,000-yard passer at Clemson since 2020 when Trevor Lawrence was the quarterback. You also haven't seen a 3,000-yard passer combined with the 1,000-yard rusher in the same season at Clemson since 2019. Trevor Etienne had over 2,000 yards from scrimmage and 1,600 yards on the ground, and Trevor Lawrence had 3,600 yards through the air. Now, Max Duggan basically did what Trevor Lawrence did in 2019. 3,600 yards through the air, 32 TDs, 8 interceptions. Kendra Miller, 1,399 yards on the ground. You take Garrett Riley, take that offense, you lay it over the top of the talent that Clemson has, and you can see them going from 30th in the country at 33.2 points per game to getting closer to that 40 points a game that Michigan put up when it won the Big Ten Championship last year and played in the college football playoff. I also think it's important to point out that Texas Christian 
was the national title runner up. You're going to hear it. You, 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 you're going to hear it. I'm not going to stop saying it because that has upended what expectations are for everybody. They were 5-7 and seven in 2021. They did not win the Big 12 championship. They did play for the college football playoff. You put Clemson in that spot, maybe they don't win against Michigan. Maybe they beat them. Maybe they make it more of a game against Georgia, certainly. 65-7, that is the worst bowl beatdown anybody's ever seen, period. That was a national championship game. So that is the reason I think they're there as one of the five best improved offenses in 2025. Number four on the list, the University of Texas. Now, this is another reminder that Texas Christian made the college football playoff, made the college football playoff national championship game, had a Heisman finalist in the college football playoff era before Texas did. Damn it, Texas. You know, y'all got to get tired of hearing this, right? You got to get tired of me saying pardon my language or anybody else saying pardon my language if they're a Longhorns fan and then describing the Texas football program. Somehow this has got to get under your skin at some point. I mean, the hair raising. Y'all had a nun clutching her habit in church with the way that y'all have played these seasons with this talent, man. Xavier Worthy's on this team. A.D. Mitchell's on this team. Isaiah Nair's on this team. Jordan Whittington's on this team. Dante Cook is on this team. C.J. Baxter is on this team. Quinn Ewers is your starting quarterback. Help me help you. Help me help you. I'm a suitor for crying out loud. Help me help you. You're not even supposed to be in this list according to the folks that's on the tweets. I'm supposed to be caping for Oklahoma here in this spot. But here I got Texas. And I got Texas because I got Quinn Ewers out here talking about getting a PhD in quarterbacking from Steve Sarkeesian. Now, that's a former number one overall recruit. But that is also due to basically play this freshman year last year. Had 2,177 yards here according to my rundown. 15 pass TDs, 6 INTs last year. That's decent. It's not what we expect from a number one overall recruit. Now, I'll also add in there, yeah, he was injured. He got hit, knocked out of the game against Alabama on the 40 acres in the game that, frankly, they still should have won. All Burt Auburn has to do is make the field goal before halftime. I'm probably talking about Texas beating Alabama before Tennessee does. Now, I also need to add in here that Steve Sarkeesian has had a thousand yard back every year that he's been calling plays since he was at Alabama in 2020. Now, the tailbacks he's had, Najee Harris, B. John Robinson, we'll see what he does this year. I get it. But that's also offensive line play, and that's also scheme. So you're going to be in position to score. You're going to be in position to be great. But I got to put it out there, man. 34.5 points per game for Texas, that ain't getting it done. Even when you had the best tailback this side of Cedric Benson and B. John Robinson. You had a first-round pick at tailback and you couldn't manage to make the forget the college football playoff. You couldn't manage to make the Big 12 championship. But you got dudes. You have a great offensive play caller. There is no reason why you should not be one of the most improved offenses in all of college football. 34 and a half a game should be 42 again. I don't care if the Big 12 is as thick as it is through the middle. When are you going to start acting like we 
I can only help you so much when people are dunking on you for saying Texas is back and it's a joke. I'm I'm being very serious about that. I I I, I can't do much more than this, except point out to everybody what I do every preseason, based on the roster, based on the recruiting, based on the coaching staff, based on the competition. This is who I think is going to be good. Now, if it ends up being Texas Christian playing in the national championship game at five and seven, hell, nobody saw that coming, and I'm here to be wrong. But you look at this and you tell me why Texas is not going to be good. And all you can tell me is, well, they're never good. I hate that. I hate that. I like empirical data. I like numbers. I like making sense of the world. Okay. Number three on the list, Notre Dame. Nine and four with a loss to three and nine Stanford. Nine and four with a loss to Marshall at your house. Nine and four. But the ND faithful, and I'm going to read this line, finished 2022 looking more sick and angry than a bunch of ex-tax professionals at Deloitte who found out that their sweet seats have been bought out by the PIF. Somehow, y'all got nine wins out of that football team. Nine wins out of Drew Pine, who was so good he transferred to Arizona State last year. Nine wins with Tyler Buckner playing the first game and the last game and then losing the job and going into the portal. So why the hell do I think that they're going to have an improved offense? One name and one name only. Sam Hartman, okay? Best quarterback Notre Dame has seen since Brady Quinn. Might be the best quarterback that they have had on resume in Notre Dame history, okay? 3,700 yards passing and 38 TDs, 12 INTs in 2022. 4,200 yards passing, 39 TDs, 14 picks in 2021. And that junk statistical year 2020, we're not really counting because it's garbage. And then you're playing behind store brand Cam Newton or AKA Jamie Newman in 2019. Neither Logan Diggs nor Audric Estime rushed for over a thousand yards last year. Okay, neither. Logan Diggs went in the portal, came out. Audric Estime ought to get 200 carries in, in this season. He can, he can handle it. You've seen that dude. Right. That's a battering ram they got back there. The only question in our mind right now is who is Sam Hartman going to be throwing the football to? And you know what? I got an answer for that on you. The answer that I got is Jerry Parker's going to figure it out. He's a new offense coordinator at Notre Dame. And the reason he's going to figure it out because he's tight ends coach. You might have remembered his last people was Michael Mayer, who is the most prolific tight end in Notre Dame history. And this is the program that produced Kyle Rudolph and Tyler Eifert, among others. Okay. I also think that he's going to identify which one of those dudes has the stickiest hands and he is going to feed him like a goose they're trying to make a liver into foie gras for. Okay? You're going to get a steady diet, whomever you are. And the reason I know this is that is what his past has indicated. When he's wide receiver coach at Marshall, they had the number one passing attack in the game, 365.1 pass yards per game. That same year, he produced a 110-catch receiver. Rakeem Cato, which is a name that most of y'all don't know, and Chubb Two shame the devil, didn't know was a college football player, had over 4,200 yards passing that year, okay? I'm talking about a dude that went to West Virginia as an offensive coordinator, turned Winston right into a dude, turned Bryce Ford Wheaton into a dude. I am talking about a guy who has basically pushed the bounds of what we can expect from wide receivers we haven't seen hide nor hair of that all of a sudden pop up with 90 catches in a game. If you are trying to find a comp, I get the people are going to be talking about their personnel, right? Tight ends, and they're going to run the ball. But if you take a look at 
Andy Isabella at UMass. You take a look at Jordan Addison at Pitt. You're beginning to get an idea of what I think this offense is going to look like in the pass attack. And if it is Sam Hartman, it's going to be accurate. Now, if you get that dude more than one guy to throw the football to, by all means, spray it. But I think they're going to be better than they were last year because this year they got a quarterback. Last time I checked, that was the most important position in the sport. And now you got a dude. Thought he was going to end up at Alabama there for a hot second. And then that man's going to show up in the weight room talking about let's get it. And Jared Parker is a guy that understands football simple. Get the ball to your best player. Hell, that might be Chris Tyree, who's playing wide out now. My goodness. If you got 4-3 in the slot, yeah, throw him the ball. Let him go do something in the open field with it. That's a great recipe for success. I mean, just let Sam Hartman cook like a Michelin star chef, and we're going to be all right. Number two on the list here, I got Texas A&M. For the reasons that I got Texas, okay? Texas A&M has done so little with so much. We are talking about a team that went 5-7 and seven last year and got robbed in broad daylight, put the money in the bag against Appalachian State. We are talking about a program whose most Productive passer last year was Haynes King, who passed for, I kid you not, 1,220 yards. Hell, Devin A-Chain rushed for 1,100 yards. Haynes King is quarterback at Georgia Tech now. You're on the Connor Weigman train now. But you brought in Bobby Petrino. Now, I am here for the social politics of Bobby Petrino calling plays. For Jimbo Fisher. That in and of itself has my attention. That is going to be so much fun to watch. But I can tell you, a guy like Jimbo Fisher is really having to swallow some pride to bring Bobby Petrino in to run his offense. Again, the idea, the identity, the image of Jimbo Fisher we have is one with with glasses on and a play card in his hand going down the sheet. The image that is seared into my brain is Jameis Winston walking up to Jimbo Fisher when he, he was on the bench and saying, Jameis, you better sit your ass down or you might not play the rest of the year. That's how Jimbo Fisher got it. Jimbo Fisher had it so good that Nick Saban hired him to be his offensive coordinator and didn't touch him. That man has got Bobby Petrino calling plays for him now. But you got dudes. You got dudes. It's a Texas problem over there. It's a Texas problem in the SEC. Hello, Texas. Are you paying attention? It can happen to you. A&M is not on this list because they're good. They're on this list because they're bad. That's why you were on this list too. Okay? So get your burnt orange colored glasses off and get some work done. Get your maroon colored glasses off and get some work done. I don't want to hear no more about no Aggie network. I don't want to hear no more about the farmers. I want to see explosive offense down there in College Station. Well, I don't want to hear not near one word. Zip up. 12th man and all that. Be quiet. Five and seven? Get out of here. Get get out of here. All right. Number one on the list, Colorado. Why is Colorado number one on the list? Well, last year, their best quarterback, most prolific quarterback, J.T. Shrout, threw for as many yards as Haynes King did. 1,220. 17 E's. Eight INTs last year. Now they brought in Shadur Sanders, who, yes, is the son of 
of Deion Sanders, but also passed for 3,700 yards, 40 TDs, and six picks last year. There were only two, two other quarterbacks to do that. 3,500, 40 TDs, six or fewer picks. C.J. Stroud's one of them, number two in the draft this year. Caleb Williams is the other, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. And all y'all can tell me is that the FCS is not the FBS. My goodness, man, if y'all don't hold a grudge, I'm telling you, he completes 70% of his passes. That's not an accident. Now, oh man, they lost the best receiver that they had last year in Montana Lamonius Craig. A name none of y'all had heard until he was on ESPN playing in the spring game. Man caught 23 passes for 339 yards. And y'all already talking about, well, they lost a dude that could play. That's Travis Hunter over there. You won't look at me with a straight face to tell me that Travis Hunter can't play. Travis Hunter can't do better than 23 catches, 339 yards in one season of football. Get out of here. We're also talking about an offense that ranked, let me make sure I got this right in the notes, 127th out of 131 teams. Fourth from the bottom. Won one football game last year. Gave up 44.5 points per game. 44 and a half they gave up. They scored 15.4. Yes, Colorado will have the most improved offense, the most improved defense in football this year because they were that bad last year. Now, as I hit the microphone, I got to throw out things when we're talking about most improved offenses, though. Like scoring offense. I'm beginning to believe the scoring offense, that is actually the offense putting points on the board, might be a junk statistic. Do you know why I think that that might be a junk statistic? Because the number 13 scoring offense in the country last year was James Madison. Now, no disrespect to James Madison. But James Madison finished ahead of LSU, who won the SEC West title last year, Ole Miss, Notre Dame, Texas, Clemson, Florida. In this statistic, okay? So when I'm taking a look at these five teams here, know that what goes into it is not just scoring offense, okay? Also adding here that Georgia had the number five scoring offense in the country and the number five scoring defense in the country. So you got to accidentally Thanos your way into a national championship. That's what we're talking about. But we're only talking about most improved here. So given that Nick Saban has turned to Tommy Reese to return Alabama to being the brawler that likes the taste of blood of your blood on their teeth, maybe they will improve too. But it's going to be hard to improve on 44.1 points per game. All right. Those are my five most improved. Offense is going into 2023. Now, let's talk about something I'm very, very positive about, and that is our diamond in the rough for this week, Tony Alford. That is the Ohio State running backs coach. Now, it's kind of simple. It's really looking around and saying, which one of these guys do I think gets their flowers or should get their flowers? And I'm sure that Buckeye Faithful know all about Tony Alford. I'm not really talking to you. You, you can turn this off if you want to. I'm talking about Everybody else who needs to understand that Tony Alford has developed six 1,000-yard rushers in nine years at Ohio State. We're not just talking about Zeke Elliott and J.K. Dobbins. We're also talking about Mike Weber and Travion Henderson. Henderson, who's back at Ohio State this year, 
finished with the fourth best true freshman year of anybody to ever play running back at Ohio State. He had over 1,000 yards rushing in his true freshman year, 1,248 if we're being exact about the number. And he's the only other star pupil that really Alfred has put out other than J.K. Dobbins to accomplish that feat. And since we're on the topic of J.K. Dobbins, it's not just that that man was an All-American. It's that he's the first 2,000-yard rusher in Ohio State history. Given that Ohio State prides itself on running the football, given that Ohio State has the only two-time Heisman winner who is a tailback, given that Ohio State produced Eddie George to a Heisman Trophy, given that Ohio State had Orlando Pace getting Heisman votes from the tackle spot, you would expect them to have had several 2,000-yard rushers. But it wasn't until Tony Alford went to go get J.K. Dobbins from Texas. Texas, just keep a lid on your own in-state talent. To bring in the Buckeyes that they had a 2,000-yard rusher. Decorated. That's what this man ought to be. If you are paying attention, you will be looking at what a guy like Dallin Hayden can do. You're going to be looking at what Mayan Williams was capable of doing. You're going to continue to look and say, my goodness, how do they just keep pulling tailbacks out of here? They got a brilliant playoff run in a play year from Trey Sermon. My goodness. Tony Offer, he is our diamond in the rough. Okay, that is going to do it for this episode of the number one college football show. My thanks always to our lead producer, Tyler Wojak, our senior producer, Catherine Donnelly. Our director is Kyle Holly. That is Gabe Sable on the switches. Our social media maven is Javion Duncan. Our leads of screening are Jack Coakley and Torn Westfall. Our production assistant is Kiara Santana. I'm the host, RJ. We will see y'all next Wednesday. Doses.